Hi, how are you? Hi, Jeff. How are you? Bill, I'm doing well. How are we? We're doing great today here at the ranch. Yeah. Let's welcome our listeners to another episode of the SoCal Riff Ranch podcast. podcast. Yeah, this is number 15. We're on 15. It's a showcase spotlight. Yes, it was. And what a great spotlight it was. I was um, excited going into this one, Bill. Yeah, we've been kind of holding that pedal, that gonculator in our hip pocket. That's and good. uh what a weird pedal, but what a great pedal. You know, so the gonculator, it's got a cult following at this point. 1996, it comes around in that strange time period where I know DOD was trying some new things or a change in ownership. And that FX series was kind of like, I don't know, a nod to the, the 90s almost. You know, there was the grunge that they had in that lineup. There was a couple other ones. And the, the graphics were like, whoa, what's this crazy extreme pedal? What's going on here? And uh, it's so funny because at the time, I don't think anybody had any idea out of that roundup of all those ones, which one would really stick. And the gonculator is the the one, the iconic, the cult following, the one they reissued. And it's it's cool, man. We've been we've been looking at that for a little while here in the room. Yeah, the graphics are cool on it, and it just does such weird things. Um, you know, a lot of times when you have a pedal, even if it's a, a, an effect similar to that, um, if there even is anything, it seems like you're expecting a certain thing out of it. You're saying, okay, well, I'm using a, a flanger, so you know, I want it to do what a flanger does, or right. a reverb, or a delay, or whatever. Yeah. That one's almost unpredictable. It's such a weird thing. Um, so it's it's a ring modulator, and it's kind of in the realm of of synths. You know, it's it's kind of doing two tones at once. It's it's a digital sound. I think when somebody plugs into it, they're going, "I don't know what to expect." And marketing wise, on this thing, they called it. They also had the word distortion in it. It said ring modulator really? distortion slash distortion. So I think they went, well, if we can also market it as somewhat of a drive pedal, because like in the video, you can see when there's some fuzz or distortion actually kicking in. I and, heard it. Yeah. You, you know, and some of those other artifacts you can tone down and only have it as that distortion sound. So I think it was like, well, if anything, if somebody plugs this in and gets a little distortion and they've never played a distortion pedal... At least it'll that'll be a selling point. Yeah, uh, it was kind of fuzzy. It was when at that one spot. I guess you could set it up and you could solo with it, and you'd have some really wonky, cool sounding solos. Ab absolutely. And the cool thing is, when you watch that video, you almost can dial into that weird point where you start getting the robot robotic uh, percussive noises, pots and pans being clanked at some at some time. Yeah, it's. It's just great. Strange digital artifacts of uh, whatever's going on with that thing. It's uh, We had been talking about that, the pedal book and the pedal documentary that came up. Right, right. Stompbox the book. So, and I got to always shout out to Larry Lalonde of Primus. In that book of all pedals, his was the gonculator that he chose or they assigned him to. And it's so funny, the end of South Park, if anybody's seen any episode, the, the credits, on the reel of the credits, he's playing the DoD gonculator, and that's what that, it's, it's, a, 
it, it sounds like robots, like clank, 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 clank. You know, every note almost doesn't have definition like you saw in the video. Yeah. You stop hearing the note completely and just start hearing percussive noises. And right when I heard that and I read that, I said, oh, my gosh, that's that sound. Yeah. That's that clanking. So I did some more research. And that Gonculator was also on an Incubus song that everybody knew it for in the in the 2000s. People were like, what is this sound? And on all the message boards, they were like, oh, it's the Gonculator. Oh, weird. Nobody plays that thing. And it's funny. Larry Lalonde said when he bought that pedal, he went into Guitar Center. It was somewhere around 97, 98, it said. And, and the kid said, yeah, those just came in. We haven't sold one. He said, I'll take it. And I think that was the <laughs> lifespan of this strange ring modulator because what do you what do you do when you plug this thing in and it sounds like it's broken like your guitar's broken in a yeah. good way yeah but it's a it's an acquired taste and you have to have a specific setting or something in mind that you want it for and that south park's a great representation of what this does oh my gosh the zany thing and and noises and i don't know it's it's so specific it's something that you don't just hand somebody and go hey Mess around with this. See see what it does. No, record eight songs with this. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> That's a good drill. Yeah. You know, get get musically get eight songs out of this thing. Yeah, but you could see somebody picking that up like Larry and going, you know what? Uh, I'm I'm gonna do something that nobody else has done. I don't want to sound like anybody else. The fact that nobody's bought one of these, at mm -hmm. least nobody mainstreams using one, that's perfect. I'll take I'm it. I'm sold. That's, that's brilliant. I don't even want to plug it in. Nobody's bought this. Okay, I will. Yeah. <laughs> you know? I'll figure it out. That's a good sign. Yep. Um and it's cool. Very unconventional sound. It's, you know. Well, and I like uh, the graphics on it. It, it looks almost like somebody uh, put together a ransom note and cut some letters out of a magazine and kind of glued them on there all off kilter. And oh, it's so different designs. And it's like, yeah, it, just looking at it's, it, you're thinking there's something weird about this pedal just visually. Visually, it's just so unsettling. I mean, and there's no denying. And the... the one of the best parts, Bill, we did that video and when we're both looking at each other and having to say, you know, the, the suck knob, smear, gunk and heave, you know, <laughs> seriously to each other, like, hey, maybe we should go heave around nine to noon or, you know, gunk, I think sounded better. That's just great. Like, yeah. And I'm, I'm surprised we weren't cracking up, but we, got, we had, I think, two videos to shoot that day or something. And so right. We were like just getting through it. We had to we had to get it done. Right? Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, and then when we listened back on it, we we're just both. Oh, laughing like crazy because it perfect that, that that we pulled it off <laughs> regardless that we were just saying it like we weren't it wasn't really registered and we we're just going okay knob one yeah, it was two, like three, gain four. and volume yeah, and, uh, yeah. It tone it didn't it was just yeah, some different word we'll laugh later and it's so serious <laughs> it was perfect uh, what, what were those settings again so we had suck smear gunk heave the suck level knob the gunk gain knob work together to control the distortion effect and we noticed with that thing, we were kind of like, you know, what's a baseline to this? And I think we were like, okay, we'll suck to the very left, heaves on the very right. You keep those somewhere neutral or close together so we can showcase smear and gunk, the two in the middle. Right. And, you know, at some point you're just like, just make mental note of where to keep this thing. These names, I mean, I, I'm so glad they named it as such. <laughs> it's It all works aesthetically. Even the colors offsetting, the purple and the neon green, it's perfect. And Ransom Note, you hit it. Yeah. You know? And and what's funny is, um, we don't spend a, necessarily a lot of time with the pedals when we get ready to shoot our video. And so, when you're warming up, mm -hmm. I'm playing with the knobs to see exactly what 
what I want to do. Right. And I really had to kind of stumble across getting those two outer knobs set to a certain point and, and figured out just through trial and error because you, you were warming up yeah. that it was really going to be the two middle knobs that were going to give us the, the, you know, the showcase and really show the pedal. And that's important. It was, it was an accident. That's so important, Bill, because it, it was like, I loved how in that video, you know, there was a long time period where you're going, this thing is doing nothing. I'm not hearing anything, but you're watching you in real time go, okay, this is okay. That setting's going to give you absolutely no right. signal whatsoever. Right. This thing is not even on to where at the end of that riff, and I continued that same nauseating riff, um, and you go, oh my gosh, what is that doing now? Like wh- that just went from <laughs> we, zero to a hundred. Struck gold. Yeah, yeah. Mark those settings. Where was suck? Where was heave? <laughs> yeah. So here's yeah. It, it was great. It says suck level knob. The gunk was the gain knob. Smear knob is basically the mix for the ring modulator itself, and the heave knob is sort of a master gain. But we didn't. You can't even really put that into context. And it you do that perfect because you go. We're not even going to mess around with this pedal. Do it when the camera's on, because this is what people would really be doing. Yeah, yeah. You know, we were just as curious as anybody would sure. be. You know, that was a, that that was not planned. It's like, what is, what do we all want to do? Just turn the knob, see what happens. Yeah, because I think when we first got that pedal, you played with it for a little while. Yeah, yeah. And and I didn't really pay much attention. I was just listening to the weird sounds that came out. So I had no idea yeah. what those knobs were going to do. And then when I saw the descriptions, I thought, oh no, they don't even make sense to me. <laughs> and they sh- they're they not supposed, I think it's so, it's so appropriate. Like if it said gain, I think because they reissued this, I think they didn't use the fun names anymore. Which what? I know. I know. I don't want to be thinking mix and gain. I want to think suck and heave. That's perfect. Like yeah, it, they're yeah. not supposed to make sense. The pedal doesn't make sense. You know. Yeah, and it's almost like orange. Remember they they've got those symbols, orange amps and stuff. I love got it. Those different symbols, and you're like, well, is, am I supposed to know what that symbol means? I don't know. I'll just turn the knob and see what it does. Exactly. Well, I think that's how we operate anyway. Like you yeah. know, in your head, you're not really thinking of how, if they said you know the presence versus treble on your amp you kind of know where everything is and especially on a pedal like i'm not i just know exactly what that's supposed to look like yeah and and i think there's something to be said when you're actually playing real time how it stamps your memory with a pedal you know you just you never forget it once you've actually hands-on played with that thing it's like you you felt it finally oh that's exactly when Mm -hmm. that breaks up there's something cool about it as opposed to just getting a still picture of where that setting is, hearing it, and then flashcard me another sim, like really hearing where those sweeps come in and out are so yeah. cool. What's that pedal? Uh, is it the DS1 or which one is it where you say, oh, put it on number two? Um, Yes, yes, the DS2. DS2. So the turbo distortion. Yeah, yeah. Put it on two. That's put, the one I like. And you're right. You put it on two and you're like, okay, that this that pedal would, is that, awesome on that, two. Yeah, that would make sense. That would be two if that last sound was one. You know, yep, yep. yeah, I, I love that. If one's good, two must be better, right? Exactly. Then you got to upgrade to, <laughs> we know it's coming. We know. 11. 11. <laughs> yeah, it's, it was, it was a super fun one. We showcase spotlighted it because it was, uh, or lit it because it's the, it's now a cult following. People want that old one. It's all over reverb. I think people went, wow, it's okay. They reissued it, so it must be cool. Well, when we started, if you'll remember, when we started um, collecting pedals for the channel, yeah, you sent me a list of like 
15 things. And so the gunculator was on there. Uh, yep. Like a Ross. Yep. The rat was on there. The classic. Uh, the CE1 was on there. I think the Klon was on there. Yep. And so I started going through that list. Straight up. And actually went through the list and looked to see how much they were. And I started with the cheapest ones. Yeah. <laughs> and I said, okay, I'll get four or five of these, you know. Oh, yeah. Because they're 250 to 350 bucks a piece. But some of these are getting up in the six, eight hundred Already? Yeah. Yeah. And so... Uh, yeah, the gonculator was on there, and I had no idea why it was on the list or or what it was gonna do. But when it came, I'm glad we got it. I am too. Yeah, because yeah. I, I remember it, in 2015, I want to say they reissued the the DoD reissue of the gonculator modulator, and I remember I was at Guitar Center, and it just didn't. Again, you needed to do the shootout. You needed two people, like we've noticed with most of these. One Keep guy a, playing, yeah, while the other guy's turning the knobs, because it's hard to bend down and do it with and and pluck one string, yeah. or whatever. You know, if you got somebody doing an appropriate right rhythm or single note, whatever, yeah, you know, riff. There's something to be said when you stop playing and then trying to reference something, even if it was just done. Once you stop for how long it is, it could just be a split second. It changes something as opposed to playing through and having somebody else assist it's it's just such a better way to do it yep. you you see it and you hear it at the same yeah, and time we started that organically here because if you'll remember we have our tester pedal board right so you're sitting on the couch right and you're playing you're looking at them straight on yeah i'm on the other side of the board looking at them upside down exactly clicking things on and off and seeing you know what does what to what and turning knobs and everything and I actually have fun doing that. I almost would rather turn the knobs because I feel like I'm in control as, a, as opposed to playing the guitar. Well, no, 100%. <laughs> yeah. And you're you're able to logically go, okay, 9, noon, and 3, you hear a bar finish, you go to the next setting, mm -hmm. you know. It, it worked out best, and I think watching it back as opposed to stills or stopping it and starting it and stopping it and starting it, it's like that gonculator. You saw exactly that it was doing nothing to a certain point, and it would have not translated as well no. had it been in chops. Yeah, sweeping right into it. Right into and it. Then, and then getting out of it, going the other way, going past it. Yeah. Going, oh, now what's it doing? Hey, it almost sounded like a fuzz there. Now, what, uh, where'd the fuzz go? Yeah. It's doing something else now. With yeah. something that's so finicky and yeah. has so much voicing within yep. the sweep, it's hard to show it all unless it's in real time. Now, do you think that that um, pedal was... Uh, touch sensitive to what you were doing on the strings or not so much not like an envelope filter not yeah. to the point where it was opening and closing yeah you definitely you know palm mutes and things like that if i was just ghost noting it would sound different as opposed to picking but the attack itself didn't seem to really chime through like a filter would yeah, I don't remember you saying anything about that. No. Usually you do when you're like, oh my gosh, this thing's touch sensitive. Touch sensitive. I, I can feel this right through my fingers into my guitar, down through the cable and into the pedal. Yeah. Which is cool. And, you know, there's there's something also to be said with anything. Like if we had, I mean, we could have made that three times as long if I would have, you know, oh, now we're going to roll back the volume a little bit. And maybe that breakup or with other oh, pedals yeah. involved. Or an envelope filter. I mean, the thing does so much as it is. Yeah. And then you think of what went before and after it and or could go before and after it. Right. It's a, it's an oddball pedal and it deserved a showcase spotlight. Yes, it did.
You know, that was one of the ones, and we knocked it out. I like it. Yep, I did too. It's it's an acquired taste. Yeah, and we we it's it's hard because we we do have a bunch of pedals around here to remember to go back and say, you know what? While we're working on a song, mm-hmm. let's do something with the gonculator in it, and we should do that. That would be really good. And we're we're already working on our next album, so we we should remember to do that. Tone references, baby. That's, that's it. That's what we you got a tone reference. It's it's hard printed right there. Yeah, it's a great way to do it. Now, how many years did they actually make the original Gonculator? How long was it in production? It was a short run, and it and it's it was in the '90s only. I know it, it came out in '96, and I I could be wrong, but it was before 2000. Oh, I was thinking somewhere in my head that it was only two years. I th- is that possible? You might be right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was very short. It was a very short run, and it was that that exploration, you know, '90s vibe DoD thing where I think that whole campaign didn't do too well i remember them always kind of being um not discounted but like you know afterwards i'd see them up on ebay and stuff for for nothing you mean gonculators or dod pedals in general well the dod's have always had a strange rep you know like yeah what is that because i didn't even really know about them until you and i started talking about pedals because i really wasn't into the vintage stuff yeah what what was the whole story with dod why why do they some people say Ooh, dod and and i'm like some of those old dod pedals are really freaking cool you you have the, the main preamp one that everybody loved like the ingve dod preamp that they reissued of course which is kind of just like a a tube screamer you know it's it's a it's a drive pedal to to heating up those tubes and uh or heat up those tubes and it's basically like dod did that and then i want to say like in the 80s it was just it was a more affordable route for a lot of people to go okay and it lacked sound quality but there's that whole thing about the fx65 chorus being the one that Frashani used in place of the ce1 so the, it, i love it because it's one of those those runs of pedals where it's like oh they definitely have these cult followings and yeah some of them were complete garbage or people say yeah yeah you know and there's some gems in the whole thing i love them i love dod's the envelope filter the one the green one that everybody knows that has the two knobs that one's has a cult following okay i think they reissued that one as well but yeah kind of a bad rap you know that's too bad yeah, and it's it's hard um, the way the uh, the battery doors set up on the back of them too. Uh, prone to lose them. Yeah, it takes a beating, and they're not. Yeah, I mean they they they've got these little um, things that poke out off the plastic door that yeah. stick into little metal slots on either side, and those can break off. Or yeah, they're just they get they're in a bad spot, and they're not very durable. Those sometimes go for as much as the pedals go for. Just finding the replacement. You know, oh yeah, because everybody has a DoD pedal without that little battery door. Hey, that's what duct tape's for, right? That's I've done it to all of them. I have none of those doors left <laughs> on mine. Then again, I bought them all used. So, <laughs> yeah, DoD. We should do a whole DoD lineup showcase spotlight or pedal shootout or something. That'd be good. Just devoted to it because they had a lot of like American metal and specific ones i remember one of my first pedals was i think it was called the classic fuzz or something but again that the same chassis but more affordable i knew that they were more affordable than boss and uh not so reliable everybody has the knob that was missing the top of the knob on Mm -hmm. every dod so you see the knob from the battery compartment doors always going for sale but uh 
Morello, Tom Morello used the uh, equalizer, the DOD equalizer for years at the oh. end of his chain. And I was always like, oh, that must be a good one. I don't know. If he's using it. I mean, that's why I love that equip board. Anything. Think of any pedal. Somebody's using it. Find out who else is. Now, there's a reissue for the uh, Gonculator. Yeah. Yeah. Now, I haven't seen one of those. I wonder, um, I, I guess maybe we should get one and shoot out the old with the new, huh? I, I, I didn't even know there was one until you just said it. It's today. It looks spacey. It looks a little too. It doesn't. It should have nodded back to the old '90s one, you oh. know. But it's it is the gonculator, and I think they've cleaned things up and the labeling's a little more cohesive. But absolutely, that would be a cool YouTube. Oh, we'll start looking for one of those. Yeah, because okay. we we'd been talking about doing the wazas, just whatever we can compare to the old and the new that we started off doing on yeah, the channel. I just picked up a waza. What was it? Was it the Dimension C? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because we... Phenomenal. The Dimension C's coming up. Yep. And I had so much fun with the Dimension C. And, and when I heard that there was a Waza reissue... Unbelievable. Uh, we got one. It's on It's on its way. Oh, that's going to be great. It's going to show up one of these days. Tossed the, me here the on the The reverb uh, pedal of the day, but it's not here yet. Oh, that's incredible. And I sent you that text going... You know, it's remarkable they they did the CE2 Waza, which makes total sense. But for them to do the Dimension C is so cool. And they also did the heavy metal. So they're also kind of doing the cult following ones, the Made in Japan boss cult following pedals. And, you know, let's bring these back because they, they have people that want them. Yeah. That's, I can't wait for that oh, one to get in. and Top five yep, favorite pedals. Yeah, for sure. Too cool. Gonculator. Anything else about the gonculator? The gonculator modulator, um, ring modulator slash distortion. You know, you you just you figure out what you can do with it. It's a one trick pony for a specific spot in a song if you're going for it, but you can't get it any other way. So it's worth trying out. Sure, and you know, watch our YouTube video. Bill's it's there showing the I'm turning the knobs and and Jeff's doing it right away. You know, you're you're doing it justice. All right, good. The schmear. The schmear. What's your favorite? <laughs> I'm a fan of the gunk. I love the gunk knob. Let's see, that was fun. All right, um, you ready for some fan mail? We got some mail. All right, we have uh, Brett from Kansas City wrote into us, Kansas City, Missouri. Doesn't even ask us a question about music. <laughs> it's funny. Really? Yeah. Hey, guys, keep them coming. Question. Do you guys have good barbecue in San Diego? That's it? <laughs> That's what he asked. <laughs> I'm like, well, okay. I like it. I like that. We should get more <laughs> just random. There probably are more in the inbox. Just random questions. Yeah. We have a Kansas City barbecue. It's right downtown. Yeah. Uh, that's right. Like smash between two railroad tracks. It's been there forever. Have you it's, been there? Oh, yeah. It's, is it, is it good? I, I lived downtown, so my yeah. wife and I would walk our dog over there and, and have barbecue, and it, and it was good. Um, and then there's Phil's barbecue, which is kind of more of a chain, uh, that my wife says, isn't that great? Um, because she and I have gone to Texas. Oh yeah. And, um, you know, they got Rudy's there, uh, which is pretty good. That's more of a chain in Texas. Then they got a place called the Salt Lick. There's, I think two locations. Oh yeah. There's one down South of Austin and, and the Salt Lick's such good barbecue and it's an experience. It's kind of out in the country and got to go there they got a big pit fire going and everything but 
San Diego has some okay barbecue, but uh, probably not as good as Kansas City. Absolutely not. I've been to Kansas City. Have you? Yes. Oh, yes, you have? On, t- on tour, yeah. I, w- I want to say we got barbecue. My The most fond memory I have of any kind of barbecue was I lived in Atlanta as a kid for a year, and it was just that when we would do go on trips and things. It was just like it was a different taste and experience. And it's funny you brought up Phil's because everyone was like, placed by the sports arena you gotta go the weights you know five hours and yeah i remember getting it and being like i know i'm supposed to like this and and so i i guess i will say it was it was amazing but i don't know there was nothing to really go well yeah. it was something crazy and that was it dickies there was a couple other chains that yeah, yeah. didn't really survive more mexican food here more california burritos and- yeah and, and and unless you've come from somewhere that has really good barbecue right um, you know phil's would be okay i guess sure uh, I'm, I'm not a barbecue snob so i i think phil's is fine but yeah when i go to like the salt lick or even rudy's and rudy's whole claim to fame at least in my book is their sauces that's see that's the that's yeah. the ticket and what so we, we've even bought bottles and while we were there in our motorhome and brought you know like a case of rudy's barbecue sauce back with us that's nice. how much we like it something about it yep stubs all right. well all right brett thanks for uh listening to the show that was fun and uh, hey we'll talk about anything right jeff we're I, shameless hey we do all the time <laughs> <laughs> all right hey it's funny uh we're gonna talk about our reverb delivery of the day because you came in today and we were getting set up i didn't and you were talking about a pedal that just came in last week and that you were so excited about you couldn't stop talking about it. i finally had to to corral you in front of your mic so we could you were using all your good stuff up oh my i didn't want to tell you but but now i'm gonna tell you Uh, i it's the exotic ep booster brilliant phil brilliant (laughs) hands-on experience this past week oh i love that so there is a story to this because we have one here yeah that oh, cool. we've used and use, and you know it moves around, and you almost don't know where to put it before or after a pedal because it's such a great little. It's a mini, yeah, by Exotic, X O T I C, and Exotic pedals. I mean, they're just really good. I've got another one on my board now. You do um, that. It, that's uh, like a just is it a distortion? The SL. Or, it's an overdrive, yeah, and then it's got an overdrive boost on it, so it's got two two oh, uh, the stomps red, on it. Yeah, the red guy. Those. Yeah. Uh, so Jeff, oh, what you a got cool one last Good. week and you took it home and now you guys are best friends. So tell us about it. You're, it's so funny, Bill. You're, you're so right. I was just wasting my, we were before the episode, I'm just talking your ear off about this thing and your, your engine over there to press record. Now I get it. Well, it's been a wonderful week with the EP booster. Now I'll just say this, like I've seen this pedal and I know everybody else has on somebody's board out there. The EP booster it's it's got it's the smaller mini size pedal. It's got one knob, and I always looked at it and went booster one knob MXR micro amp. And it's got an EP on it. Yes, yes, that's it. It's not anything that would jump out of you. There's one right over there. Yeah, yeah, that's it. And and I always thought, okay, MXR micro amp was the one pedal I would put at the end of my chain to give me the volume I needed over the band, and that's all I really thought for the micro amp when I first got one. 15 years ago it was like put it at the end of the board everything goes louder then i started learning about the frequencies and you don't just want volume to get over people if you're trying to be heard and then it was like okay well the micro amp also is kind of used as a tube screamer like you know in that jack white one where he's use he uses micro amp all the time so just to boost an amp 
for a hotter signal, almost just as like a preamp boost, like you're almost like your pickup was doing it. So I was like, okay, these can be used before or after pedals and they serve their their purposes. And then I started looking, okay, there's that the linear boost, electroharmonics, there's a couple other companies that were making them. And then this EP booster, I just assumed it was just the same thing. Okay, transparent, you get a lot of decibels. But no, this thing has the it's kind of like when the Sonic Maximizer came out like 20 years ago. Everybody bought this thing in their rack systems and they were like you just leave it on and it makes everything sound better it's right. a tone enhancer and that's the ep booster like don't the, the booster part yes it can it can give you some more decibels if you want to be heard but it's overall just a tone enhancer it's like the compressor like you said bill when it's off you notice it when it's on you don't just don't yeah. turn it off right and there's yeah. other pedals like uh, i think uh, people use the pog yeah as you know they don't put it on its extreme they just have it there so it's got a little bit of harmonic doubling and you can just barely hear it it's just in the background and it's right. just always on uh, i think jack white does that you hear, yeah, yeah you hear that all the time in like the black keys application or royal blood where that's the band's actual sound when yeah. you maybe there's not a bass player so you're getting all the frequencies across the board exactly sure. and if they turn that off you would totally notice it yep but it's such a neat pedal because when it when it really opened up was not only does it have our favorite little you know, clickers inside. You can also change things. Oh, you mean the, the interior inside. toggles? Oh, the interior oh, toggles. Oh, no. Interior like the toggles. Red Dirt Mini. Oh, it's endless. And they're not easy to get to. So I, And I love that. You got to commit. It's like, do, right. I, do I really want to open this thing up and, you know, we'll do the test surgery. it out with the back off, hoping oh, that yeah. we don't blow it up. Don't forget, you know, <laughs> don't DOD that thing. Um, yeah, exactly. It's one of those things. So where it's set, I think is where everybody keeps it. There's a decibel boost. It's, it's, you know, if you, if you open that up, you can either change that decibel thing. You could add a little, it being a little brighter, a little muddier, but where it's at, you can basically put it before a pedal or after a pedal. And it's going to do something different to that pedal. You've always owned, which is so cool. That's really cool. It's just, it makes everything sound better. Who's not liking that? I don't know. It's like know. putting salt on your food. It just makes it taste better. It's all, well, is it good? It's great. Don't take it off. I don't know. Just, <laughs> it's working, you know? And it's, it's something like that to where I was like, how did I ever have this thing off? How was this net? Like, right. It's one of those re revolutionary things. And I was reading other people's posts going, oh, I leave it on all the time. Sure. Thing just works. Or I use it with this distortion or this overdrive. And that is that overdrive sound now. What a cool, versatile chameleon pedal. Yeah, and it takes up no space. Zero. We're fans right. of that. One and, spot on your Voodoo power supply, and uh, that's it. And you know what I love? You can't, there's no going back from the, the, the big version and the small. Maybe they use smaller parts. Maybe it sounds different. There's only one way to buy that EP booster, and that's it. And it's great. Yes. It's it's all you need. I I advise it. Huge like and i've i told in this last week i told other people i was texting people pictures of it going i get it i get the hype the ep booster baby that's right by exotic nicely done all right and we both have one now so we can't you know oh you know you use it for a while i'll use oh, it for a while none of that so neat because i i report back to you i go bill this is ideal setting for that board over there that you have put it before this try this out or, you know what I found out? This before the Big Muff, I'm never going to turn it off. I love it. There you go. <laughs> All right. That's our delivery of the day from Reverb. That was outstanding.
All right, Jeff, what's going on in music? Oh. I mean, I have something written down here. If if You know more than I do. You're the one <laughs> going out and seeing these things. No. What um, do you think? Well, um, an interesting headline came up. Um, it may have been today or yesterday. Um, Elton John mm. says that the UK must act to save the music industry. Nice. And he says due to Brexit and there's probably some COVID in there too. And, and maybe just in general, the arts in general seem to be the last thing that gets funded. And, and it made me think, um, first of all, should we be doing that? I mean, uh, should, should the UK move to safe plumbers or electricians or whatever, you know, what, what's up with this? And then it made me think about what I heard Canada does and Canada actually uh, will fund artists to do their thing. They, they have funding for that and you can apply. And if you're a serious painter or musician or whatever, you can get some sort of a stipend to to help you do your thing. And what a brilliant idea. I mean, not that we need to soak everything off the government, but boy, how many musicians do you know that are just really, really good and they weren't one of the, you know, one half of 1% that become famous and, and actually are able to support themselves however you do that these days. And there's a lot of different ways now to do it. And so they end up really not being heard, and yet they're really talented and creative individuals. And so this this gives them a chance. I don't know what's going to happen over in the UK, whether they're going to listen to old Sir Elton or not. But isn't it an interesting conversation? It, it absolutely is. It, it's hard to say because when you're in it and you do it, you get it. If it's not here, you, you want it. But then to fund it, it kind of seems like a novelty to a lot of people. Yeah. It's kind of like it was in schools. Wait, why? Yeah, let's just... It's an elective. We, we don't need the band thing. Why, why are we... No, no, that's the first thing to go. And people go, wait, this is doing more for us than we know. I think it's great. It's and I, But I get why it would. it's it's tough all around because, you know, when, when things push comes to shove, it's like, oh, well, it's just music. It's just art. Like, there's... And there's evidence that it does so much for us, you know. Oh, yeah. And it's funny. What's that uh, BTO song, uh, Taking Care of Business? Yeah. Everybody's heard that Classic. song. Classic. And they're actually spoofing the whole, we don't work, we just play, we get to lay right. on the beach. Money for uh, nothing. You know, Dire the whistle's blowing, everybody goes to work, but we don't have yeah. to. We get to sleep and all this stuff. But yet, you know, if you've ever been involved in a band or you've ever been on tour, I mean, it it's a lot of work and some of it's boring. Like a lot of it's boring waiting around and, a lot of downtime. Yeah. And, um, so it's, it's really funny that, that people don't realize how hard it is and, yeah. and how much enjoyment. I mean, I was at a live show a couple of weeks ago here in San Diego and you should have seen all the people that had been cooped up for so long that were at this show. It was a, a country show downtown san diego i saw the footage the place was packed you know and people were having a good time it was a release um they were getting out and everything and and i, I just think we need all that totally and, and so we should be supporting the arts somehow and it's good to hear like these um 
you know, these, these billionaires and, and, and I don't feel bad for them or anything that they're getting taxed or whatever, but a lot of them have figured out and, and formed groups and said, we're going to commit to giving money back. And you can see they, they share where, where they're giving it, you know, children's hospitals and things like that, but also a lot of it to the arts to support that. And I, and that's cool. That is very cool. Yep. Yeah. It, it's, it's exciting. It, and it's it's a strange thing. It's hard to sell because it's it's like anything that revolves around this. It's is it a novelty? Is it is it mandatory? W- what if we didn't have it? You know, it's it's a scary place for my mind to go. But it's I don't think everybody's on that same playing yeah. field. But that's a good one. All right. So that's Sir Elton. He's he's supporting his buddies. I'm I'm, I'm into it. And go Canada. That's that's go actually Canada really always. Neat. Yeah, you know, <laughs> we've had a lot of good artists come out of Canada. I'm I'm a uh, big fan, and and maybe that's because you know they have that sort of support to get them going until good. they can finally get on their own two feet. So no, absolutely. Okay, Jeff, uh, is there anything else you want to talk about before we wrap up episode fifteen, the Gunkulator? We got the gunk on the gonk. We did it. That's pretty much it, my man. Yep. Okay, well, we want to thank our uh, listeners today uh, for joining us. We also want to thank our sponsor, uh, Ian A. Guitars. Ian. Thank you, Ian, for your sponsorship. Helps us put on this show. And Jeff, that's another episode of, of the, the SoCal Riff Ranch Podcast. Podcast. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Thank you.